Hi, and welcome back to the Bad Movie Podcast, hosted by me, Merida Mathis. And me, Alexis Clare. Now, you all may be asking yourselves, Fast End's not out yet. What are you going to be reviewing today? (laughs) In between the glorious premiere of Fast Ten. Well, baby girls, (laughs) do we have a movie for you today? Today, we will be discussing, reviewing, ranting, and talking for sure about the movie Better Luck Tomorrow. Uh, It came out in 2002. It is rated R. And the one and only Justin Lin is the director. Now, Justin Lin's name may be very familiar as he is the director of probably about half of the Fast and Furious movies. Unfortunately. But going back to Better Look Tomorrow, the IMDb synopsis says, A group of overachieving East Asian American high school seniors enjoy a power trip when they dip into extracurricular criminal activities. Now, (laughs) real quick, uh, if you look this movie up on Google, you're going to see pretty much all of the internet saying that it is loosely based off of a true story. But if you ask Justin Lin, it's he's not. going to tell you, fuck you, it's not. <laughs> it's not related at all. It's not related at all. But I will go ahead and let you know it is directly related. <laughs> if he tries to say this, he can fight me in the streets. But the true story that it is based off of is the murder of Stuart Anthony Tay, who was a high school student in the greater area of Los Angeles in California. This uh, murder is also referred to as the honor roll murder, but it was a friend group of Asian American high school students who were running a scheme of Uh, stealing computer equipment from their high school and one of them was on the outskirts and the other quote-unquote friends decided to take (laughs) him out essentially and so it's a group of friends in which they murder one of their friends and try to cover it up they all were um found guilty and convicted of the crime of murder but if you look up the murder of Stuart Tay and go on the Wikipedia page at the end of its first synopsis, it says the film better luck tomorrow was loosely based on the murder. No, it wasn't. It is not related at all. No correlation, no causation, but also going back to the IMDB where (laughs) synopsis, where it says they go in like a fun little criminal thing. They go on and have a fun, goofy time. They murder someone in this movie? Just the boys palling around. You know, boys will be boys. I was just about to say it. <laughs> boys will murder their friend. You know, who of us doesn't know at least <laughs> one murderer in their lives? Who is a man? I know two. I don't think I know any. Mm, you need to step up your game, sis. <laughs> I know two. And one of them killed their stepfather, so get with that. Yeah, I don't think I know any male murderers. I know a male... Two males and one female. She wasn't convicted, though, but she did it. And everyone knows she did it. Yeah, her. Yeah, her. (laughs) (laughs) For legal reasons, we will not be discussing. for literally legal reasons I cannot discuss, or else I will probably be sued. But in 
dead. <laughs> Justin Lin says that this is not related to that true crime tale. However, this is just the boys running around having a goofy time. It is, <laughs> according to director Justin Lin, a prequel to Fast and Furious. And you know, if I didn't watch this movie and my first thought wasn't, this feels like a prequel to Fast and Furious. Yeah. If so, if I had watched this movie in 2002 when it came out and somebody said, hey, by the way, this is a prequel to Fast and Furious, I would have said, what are you on? <laughs> Where can <laughs> I get some? What are you on? And how do I procure those drugs? Because mama, you're crazy. They sound great. Right? <laughs> like, oh, mama. But let's delve on in to yeah. our little movie here. Because outside, if I take myself outside of the fact that Justin Lin is crazy and thinks that this is a prequel and says that it's a prequel to Fast and Furious, this is actually like a good movie. Yeah. And a very harrowing tale of a movie, too. And it really like, this is one of those movies where it is emotionally draining to watch. Yeah. And not necessarily in a good or bad way, just in a, this movie makes you feel. Yeah. Um, but you start the movie with two of our characters. The boys. The boys. We have Virgil on one side, Ben on the other. They're laying on their little outdoor chairs and they start hearing this beeper. Well, before they start, Virgil's like, oh my God, it's so hot. Virgil will not stop talking. About how he, it's 95 degrees. He will not stop talking about everything. Ben says not a word and Virgil's like, yeah, pre-college applications and it's hot outside. Blah, blah. If you don't shut up, Virgil, we are trying to have a nice calming moment. And they start hearing this beep because mama, this is early 2000s. We got beepers. Yeah, it started beeping and I was like, where's your cell phone? (laughs) Just the beepers are everywhere, Mama. But they hear this beeping, and they're like, it's not me. And Virgil's like, it's not me. And so they kind of look at each other. And then they start crawling on the ground with their <laughs> ear to the earth, like Miss Earth has a beeper on her. Boy, and does she. <laughs> they go to this one section, and they start digging. And as they dig, you just see a hand, a human hand with a worm on it. Yeah. And it doesn't look alive. Uh, the worm is alive. The hand doesn't look alive. I was like, alive. the worm's doing well. <laughs> and then we cut to four months earlier. Yeah. So we open with a dead body. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, not a full dead body. Just a hand. Yeah. But and it is still a harrowing opening. <laughs> the way that Virgil and Ben react make it seem like they're not aware of this dead body. Right? And I'm like, look. There's only so many characters in this movie. Like, I haven't... It hasn't started at this point. But I'm like, look, there's only going to be so many people here. And also, this is your yard. Why are you reacting? Well, it's not their yard. Well, yeah. It's a yard that you are in. It's a yard of someone you know. Yeah. Of a close friend, one might say. If ever you are in somebody's yard and you, you think body? that there's a body there... I Look, if it's me, I would not be surprised. I know the type of people that I would be at their house and the tell her heart tell heart would start start happening yeah and i'd be like oh there's a body here yeah something nefarious has happened but you know they're also like 16 17 so yeah they don't know their friends well enough yet yeah to know who's gonna have a dead body in the yard so true um i also made a note that um and you know it's very accurate for this movie (laughs) but the beginning before we even get virgil and ben speaking to each other and our dead body scene the way that the opening credits are cut and sequenced 
feels like a horror movie. It yeah. feels like Children of the Corn. Yeah. Because there's just children running around in an ice cream truck, and it's very weird. But, like, very weird music, and, like, not this is a happy time. Like, we're in a middle-class neighborhood, but bad things are afoot, which, like, so they are. Looking there is back, a- I'm like perfect opening sequence you're not wrong (laughs) it made me feel terrified and i should be but so we jumped to four months earlier and we learned that you know we have virgil and ben yeah learning their names learning our characters here our main main boys virgil's a little fucked up yeah he's a little weird i don't have any notes until the moment for him virgil yeah um he's a little weird but we start getting introduced to what I can only describe as the squad. Yeah. So Virgil and Ben go, everyone here in this movie goes to high school. Which is supposedly. weird because that was like, they do not all look high school age. No. Like Ben. Ben I, could be 17. I can suspend disbelief to be like, he could be in high school. Yeah. But like, I would say the other half of the squad, I'm like, you're not in high school. You're sophomores in college yeah i was like you're in grad school (laughs) (laughs) but we have two other characters that we get introduced to one of them is virgil's cousin and the main link of why this movie is considered a prequel to fast and furious it's han louis ladies and gentlemen it is han played by our man who plays han in fast and furious so, like, it's the same actor. I can understand why Justin Lin is like, it's a prequel. Fuck it. I he just... also smokes. So, like. <laughs> there there are links that, like, you could watch and be like, this is where. So, like, Han doesn't come in until the later movies. So, like, there are links that I'm like, yeah, this is Han. But, like, I don't think you made better luck tomorrow being like, one day I will put this character in a series called yeah. The Fast and Furious. I think someone asked you about it in your relationship with uh, Sung Kang. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, we love each other. He's in my prequel. You know, the prequel to Fast and Furious. Better <laughs> Luck Tomorrow. That one. From 2002. Yeah. You remember when I made that and it was a prequel to Fast and Furious? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but we introduce... Virgil's cousin, who is Han. And then we also introduce um, this one dude that Ben kind of rags on at the beginning for being, because he has a letter jacket. He's been lettered. But he's a tennis guy? He's a tennis guy. Yeah. He's not a football <laughs> guy. But he's been lettered. And his name is Derek. And you may be thinking, yeah, Derek. Spelled Normal like name. Derek. No. no. Derek spelled D-A-R-I-C. Derek. Yeah. Can you use it in a sentence? Derek is weird. <laughs> Derek looks 30. I mean, yeah, I do not like Derek. Throughout the entirety of the movie, I do not like Derek. So I don't like Derek in the beginning. And then about midpoint, I'm like, Derek's okay. And then by the end, I'm like, Derek's an enabler, but he's also not the worst person. But then he is the worst person. Derek is exactly the type of guy that I would have gone for in high school. Yeah. So I look at him and I'm like, no, no, no. Like sirens are going off in my head. Like, don't even look at that man for too long or you will become married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We also learned that uh, my man Virgil, he out here saying things. Boy, is he ever. So this was the, there's going to be more of people saying words that they shouldn't say 
but yeah. this is the first one. This is the one that sticks out the most. <laughs> because we were just sitting there watching. I mean, there's already been it. a dead body. So we've Nowhere. already been jarred. But like um, Virgil, Han, and Ben are all together. And I don't know what is said. But to that, Virgil says, nigga, please. Yup. And I, oop, and no I just, way. it jump scarred me. It hit me. It hit me. I like, and like we've discussed, they are Asian. <laughs> so like, I know maybe you were like, oh, maybe Virgil's a black man. He is not. I don't know why you would think that, but just for clarification, he the is not. The entire cast is Asian American. Yeah. And he just rips it. And nobody bats an eye. Rips it. Which I know. Like, it's 2002. It's 2002. There's a lot going on between every 9-11 just happened. And, well, I'm thinking more <laughs> in California. Oh, yeah. There's a lot happening between the Asian American community, the African American community, and the white community at this time, especially yeah. in early 2000s. It's a very tense time between those communities. So I'm not surprised. I was jarred. <laughs> but ultimately, I'm not surprised that someone used it in the movie. See, that's my thing is like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a home video, like of somebody just hanging out in 2002. But I'm like, somebody gave you money to do this to say the well, N word. MC on. Hammer gave him money. Exactly. So, MC no one Hammer on this movie got paid. None of the actors got paid. Yeah. MC Hammer, Justin Lin was so desperate for money that MC Hammer called him and was like, I'll give you the money to do this basically art film. Yeah. And Justin Lin said, thank God. And thus this movie was born. MC Hammer said, I will give you $10,000 to make an Asian man say the N word on camera. Yeah. And he said, thank you. That's my dream. (laughs) (laughs) He said, thank you. This will be the prequel to Fast and Furious. (laughs) But yeah, so he does that. And honestly, like, obviously, you know, me as a black person, I'm not forgiving him for it. Yeah. But... I do like Virgil, like, probably the most out of all the guys. Virgil is just a kooky little character, and he is just out here being kooky. If he was my boy, like, I'd punch him for saying it, but then I'd be like, he's my boy, whatever. Let's go get burgers. Don't ever say that again. I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Please go to therapy. Yeah. Because, oh, mama, does he need therapy? Yeah. My man has uh, mental issues. Yeah. a capital M. And a capital I. Yeah. And they will not get better. They will only get worse. (laughs) And I think he says it around the time that they're, um, like, as you mentioned, like, in the real story, which is, you know, crazily not related. um, But they are doing the same thing. They're, like, reselling computer parts. Yeah. So, they're... At the beginning of the movie, we learned that Ben, Virgil, and Han have this little scam thing going on because yeah. Han can sell anything, which does get mentioned in the Fast and Furious universe as well. That yeah. Han is like, he can sell anything. He He's can that dude. convince anyone. But they go into what I can only assume is Best Buy adjacent. Yeah. 2002 they Best Buy. Never say what this store title is. It was not because there's like nothing sponsored. The only thing you see, like, a face of is Dr. Pepper. I was going to say, in the beginning, Virgil smoking Marlboro Lights. And then... And oh, yeah. Everyone in this movie. Mama, I don't understand how they don't sound like this. Just pounding cigarettes. Just pounding packs of cigarettes. And also, so, like, I know, like, 
when actors eat, they have like spit takes because like you have to do continuity and like you have to keep eating whatever you're eating during the scene. Yeah. How many cigarettes did you have to smoke for continuity? Mama, they were just lighting them up. <laughs> they were just. I hope they weren't inhaling. Them. Like I can or only hope that they were the fake cigarettes. Yeah. Where it's like herbal shit. Apparently those taste disgusting. Though. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they all smoked cigarettes prior to filming. I mean, I even smoked cigarettes and I was like, this is a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to our little scam. Also, well, before we get into the scam, I would like to mention that both, well, mainly Ben, Virgil supposedly, but we don't really see Virgil studying that much. But Ben, our main character that we follow the most, he is trying to be like a student, yeah. perfect SAT score, get a lot of extracurricular activities, every club available. He does free throws and writes them down in a spreadsheet in his journal. Uh, free throws a day because he wants a better um, scoring percentage. Yeah. And then tries out for the JV basketball team, gets on, but then everyone's like, you're just there because you're the token Asian guy. And he's actually good, and it makes me so mad. I literally, Merida can attest to this, of us just sitting on the couch and me just yelling, but he's good, like, every five minutes. Yeah. But he is like, I just have this boring life of, like, this cookie-cutter life, essentially, of, like, trying to be the best I need to go on a crazy little journey with my boys. And he's (laughs) talking about, like, everything goes on. I do everything that I can to make my college application better but I needed something that couldn't go on a college application. Yeah. So he goes in with a credit card, which is his like parents' credit card. And we never see his parents. I was going to say, by the way, parents do not exist in this movie. No one ever sees a parent. I didn't see a single adult in this film, which I can only attribute like Justin Lin. What is your home life? Like not now. I was like, did you have parents? Did you have a mother? (laughs) Right. But, um, we go through, the store with ben and virgil and they're just throwing anything and everything they can get into their cart they check out it's over 400 dollars worth of merchandise and they go back to han who's waiting in his car they load everything into the trunk and then they're having a little chit chat in the um car and han asks virgil what color were the stickers today yeah and you kind of think to yourself what do you mean I was like, what is this dude talking? I thought this was like some secret code yeah. that they were on. And I was like, damn, I'm start saying that to all my homies. What color are the stickers, <laughs> stickers today? <laughs> like, what is happening? But then Virgil answers that they were orange. So Ben and Han this time go in. And it's been raining. So they're like soaking wet while yeah. they're doing this as well. But they go in and they start putting the same things that Virgil and Ben were putting in the car earlier now han and ben are putting in the cart and they're slapping these orange stickers on them yeah the dot stickers so i assume connecting the dots that means like a sale price like that's the sale i guess but they go up and they go to they make sure that the register is switched so the person who checked them out isn't the same person they're about to go up to which if they were smarter ben wouldn't go in at all right I don't understand why they needed two people for this. Yeah. But they go up and it's a different cashier. Yeah. And he, Han basically is like, this is my little brother. He came in and just 
bought a bunch of computer stuff that he shouldn't have. Can we return it? I'm so sorry. Like, he is such a little bitch boy. My little <laughs> I was going to say twerp, and you said bitch boy. It was so good. <laughs> and so the cashier's like, yeah, you got a receipt. And he's like, yeah, here. And so I assume they get their, like, at least half of their money back. Yeah. And as they do that, they still have a f- trunk full of... um what they bought earlier so yeah. they go sell that and make, turn a profit i tried to also look at the boxes while they're doing this i could not tell you what they buy i just wrote they're not dvd players <laughs> but aren't they but in my mind i'm like if this is in the mind of justin lynn i was like to justin lynn it's all a D- everything is dvd players it's a dvd player because it connects it to fast and furious <laughs> yeah so we also um get introduced to another character our female character of the movie the only female like long-standing female of this movie yeah stephanie and i have in my notes here um and it was a real jarring not as jarring as the n-word moment but my notes i was just i was typing and i was like oh stephanie is very cute and that was my note and then stephanie goes i want to be a cop one day and i type never mind she wants to be a cop yeah Yeah. so she says that because ben and her are lab partners yeah and he's like talking to her about oh what do you want to do outside the school because she's waiting on her ride yeah like he wants to be a doctor apparently did he say that? I didn't So really she pay said attention. it about him because like she pricked his finger when they were lab partners oh, and right. he was like and he had this huge band-aid over like yeah. bandage essentially over his finger and she's like you're afraid of a little blood? I thought you wanted to be a doctor. And then he was like an, a pro basketball player. Yeah. And I was like dream big son, dream big. <laughs> Do both. Fuck it. <laughs> um but while they're waiting, he's like I did the assignment and she's like she no. gets so she mad gets so mad which if i was her i'd be like oh thank god you were the best man ever does that mean we don't have to do it because queen shit let me write my name on it she's like she gets so mad and is like we like text me or call me or whatever because call me beat me yeah if you want to reach me and we can set up a time to where we can both do the assignment and she rips Fucking it up bitch <laughs> and she doesn't she does say that, that but like doesn't she uh her ride comes which is a man on a motorcycle the sexiest man i mean honest the here second sexiest. So, the second sexiest man but this is her boyfriend steve john cho yep played by john cho and steve is from a rich private school so he's kind of a dick they also call it privy school yeah which i'm like please stop they call a lot of things a lot of things here. <laughs> That's so true. And it's because of the 2000-ness of it. Yeah, I hate it. As, as someone that was there in high school at that time, it takes me back in the worst way. As a two-year-old, I totally understand what you mean. <laughs> I'm there. But we meet Steve. Ben has a thing for Stephanie. Derek also has a thing for Stephanie. So everyone just wants to fuck Stephanie. And then Virgil also thinks that he found a porn with Stephanie in it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, everybody has a things for Stephanie. Virgil would fuck anybody, so he doesn't... Virgil is just trying to lose his virginity. God bless him. Yeah, he's like, if it's Stephanie, that would be tight, I guess. It but like, be anyone. <laughs> exactly. I'm ready for someone. To be honest, like, and this is not me trying to say a bad thing against Virgil. I'm a gay, but, like, Virgil could probably be like, it could be a guy. I don't give a shit. At this point, honestly. <laughs> 
I will say there is no homophobia in this movie. I'm really surprised and I proud was of that. Re- re- like ready and waiting for yeah. it. Yeah. And there is none. There's and that's why like the insular got me as more because I was expecting the homophobia. They said, nope, racism. racism. And I said, okay. And there is more racism later on, but directed towards our, our crew here. Yeah. From the whites, which <laughs> to be expected. Yeah. Unfortunately. I expected more of that too, which yeah, like I there didn't was not. Which, I didn't want it. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't. I expected it because it's early two thousands. Yeah. Also, because like America. Yeah. Still happening today, but I think because our movie focuses so much on our little squad. Yeah. That they don't really. There's not really many outside interactions. Yeah. Except for when they are partying. I have a note here. I don't remember what happened at this point. I think this was just Derek's intro um, and being like, Derek's the president of every club. Yeah. All all the homies love Derek. Mm -hmm. He's our king. Like love King Derek. Yeah. King in the North Derek. Um, I just have a note here. I hate Derek. I don't know what he (laughs) did. I don't know why. (laughs) But that's, I mean, and I didn't change my mind. So, so true past Alexis. So valid. But um, at this point, we see that Ben, so he joins the basketball team, as I stated earlier. Oh, yeah. And during warm-up, uh, our our King Derek here. Mm. Oh, th- that's why I have the note I hate. I, yeah. Uh, okay. So he approaches him, and he starts asking him a bunch of questions, because he's the editor for the school's newspaper. And he's like, so what does it feel like to be a bench warmer? Because the coach doesn't let um, Ben play. And Which, like, you could phrase it nicer than that. You yeah. could be like... What is it like being on the Is team? it hard not playing, playing a lot? He said, you have the least amount of on-court time. Does that suck for you, loser? <laughs> is essentially what he said. Yeah, he was like... He continued by saying, what does it feel like to be the... Token Asian. Token Asian yeah. on the um, group. And Ben kind of goes off on him and he's like, man, fuck you. Get out of here. Get yeah. out of my face. I don't want to talk about it. If you want anyone's opinion, then you just need to go ask coach. Yeah. And he does. He doesn't like the answer he gives. So he doesn't write whatever the coach says yeah. to him. Which in like the article. I know that like it's a se- not like it's a secret, but like it wasn't good enough to put, be put in the article. But I'm like, what does he say? Tell me what he said. Right. I need Was to know. Was he racist? Right. Are we pro coach or anti coach? I'm anti coach because also he curses at his high school students. Yeah, that's true. You can do that in college. You can get away with that in college because those are adults. Yeah. You can't get, you should not be allowed to get away with it in high school. Those are still children. Yeah. And also they're like not paying to go there. So don't do that. That's true. But he gets some photos and then he gets some beautiful photos. So like Derek doesn't take them. Yeah. The photos Um, are quite artsy. I love the photos. I would hang them in my room. (laughs) But. Derek writes the article and publishes it. And so a little protest breaks out at the basketball game with all the other fellow um, Asian American kids at the school because they're like, how dare you just treat him as a bench warmer? He deserves to play. Let my boy play. I have my note here is the Ben Asian fan club. Yeah, essentially. And they There's have like this little goth Asian girl. She's so, so cute. cute. And they, I think she's the one that has a sign that says free Ben. Yeah. 
And like it starts because so I think yeah, I think that that happens second. And before that happens, like this big Asian dude just comes up into the hallway to him and he's like I've read the article about you. You matter. Like a, he yeah. doesn't say that verbatim, but it's essentially that and like gives him a huge hug and Ben is like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, Ben is like, "I don't know I have you. never this met you in my, my life. Purse. I don't know you." <laughs> it's only and like I know like it's not the same because like it's different like and they're Asian so they have something in common, but it's how I feel a lot of the time when Indian people come up to me. And think that I'm Indian. And they're like, hey, are you Indian? Blah, blah, blah. And I tell them no. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But they, like, keep talking to me about stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not your dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> we unfortunately are not on the same page. I'm like, you're cool. you're fine. Like, I'm glad that you're you. But yeah. I'm not you. <laughs> yeah. But after that, the coach does let him play. But then um, Ben quits the basketball team and works in a little fast food restaurant instead because he's like i just hated the feeling that even if i didn't believe i was oh, the yeah. token asian guy before now it's obvious and now people think that and now people see me in the hallway and think that and i just can't do it yeah because it's like he is good which i yell throughout like this entire sequence but like the only reason now he's being put on the floor is because of this article yeah so and he knows that and he like it's essentially the thought of like i didn't earn this yeah it was given to me and like if you really want something and you feel like you haven't earned it it was just given to you it feels icky i also like i agree with that but i'm also like if you're that pressed about college it would still look really great on your college application for you to keep playing basketball well instead he gets to look sexy behind a counter he does look so cute in his uniform which like he's got like these blue levi's and this green little shirt that he tucks in it is such a cute fit on him he's so cute and i don't really i feel neutral about ben throughout most of the movie like yeah i don't have a lot of feelings for him but he's he's a little cutie i feel bad for him just because the stress that he's putting himself under which obviously i don't quite know because i mean well that's i was gonna say something but it's very stereotypical so i will not i will refrain (laughs) but i understand the stress of putting yourself under that academic pressure yeah of i need to perform at my highest capabilities the entire year of my and also every year to be able to get into a good college to then also stress myself out until i want to kill myself i think it really takes me out of it and like we mentioned this already but it really takes me out of it that they don't have parents because he's putting all this stress on himself it would make more sense if his parents were there putting stress on him yeah and that i would feel more sympathy towards him and be like oh my god but to me it just gives that like this 16 year old is like i have to have 18 extracurriculars and like have a job and go to school and i'm like no kid thinks like this i did i don't think a kid thinks like that instinctually i mean my parents never put pressure on me to succeed they rewarded me if i did yeah but they never put pressure on me unless i like brought home a failing grade but i mean if my kid brought home a failing grade i too would be like what the fuck yeah did you not even show up (laughs) 
but I mean, I put myself under that pressure because I wanted college is something that I wanted to do. So I wanted to be able to go to some place that was accredited and get a degree in something. So like I put myself under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure and it showed because I would do very poorly on SATs. It just doesn't really like, it doesn't seem as genuine when it's been because even when Stephanie's like, and like, I feel like it would make more sense if his parents were there because when Stephanie's like, you want to be a doctor, he's like, and basketball, I feel like he just wants to play basketball and it would make sense if his parents were there being like, you have to be a doctor. And I I know that's a very like stereotypical thing, but like it also does happen and not just with like Asian families, like I'm sure most people's parents would be like, I would love a doctor child. (laughs) He would be rich, but like it would make more sense to me. And I would be like, oh, yeah, poor Ben, because he seems like he really likes basketball and all the other stuff is just like he's doing it. I mean, I don't know. I just relate <laughs> to him. because You're like, I, too, am a tryhard and I made myself that way. Yeah. So, like, that's I I don't know. I think we lived very different. Yeah. Like, you and I lived very different high school lives. Yeah. And had very different goals. With high school? I did not have any goals. I had a lot of goals. My goal was to graduate high school. And let me tell you, I didn't even do that on time. My goal was to go to the Naval Academy. I didn't do that. I mean, I didn't. I was too young because I graduated high school in three years. Hey, I didn't. Look, I didn't achieve my goal either. Don't feel bad. I mean, I did the adjacent. I went to a school and got a degree, you know? And I got a degree in which I thought, oh, I'll get this degree so then I can go join the Navy. (laughs) So, you know, I did my adjacent goal for the most part. I like I didn't graduate high school on time. um, And then I had to do like online high school or go back to my hometown high school with all of like the people that I went to high school with my freshman year and go back there because we were moving. So I would have had to go back there and be like, hey, guys. Yeah, I didn't graduate on time. I'm here. (laughs) Um, So I did online. And that wasn't even like I wanted to do it. Like I barely made it through online high school. Every people were screaming, crying, throwing up at me all day, every day to make me do things. And I said, I could not care less. We had very different, (laughs) very different expectations for ourselves. Yeah, I think also, and like, this is not to be like, well, boom, boo, me, but I was going through a lot of traumas at the time. So people did not want to push more on me yeah. because they were like, Alexis might end it all. And they could have been right. I mean, but like at the same time, I don't know. Not that I'm like, push your kid. I'm obviously, you know, don't push your kids to suicide. But <laughs> I think well, some people could have stated it to be a little harder on me. Because also, I mean, this doesn't happen for everyone. However, there are some, like, a class or a subject couldn't be a release from your regular world. Yeah. Like, walking into a classroom could be what saves someone because it gives them a space of, like, I can just leave everything at the door. Yeah. And, like, there were classes that, like, I felt that about. And there were things that, like, I was interested in. But because... It was like, oh, Alexis is going through a hard time. We don't want to tell them to do Do school. (laughs) I was like, okay, cool. Then I won't. (laughs) But, um, which I mean, you know, 
our little boy been here? Well, I would say Virgil's more like that. Yeah. You're the Virgil in the story. Yeah, I'm Virgil. And you're been. Been. you're like pushing yourself to get the best score in your SATs. And, and I'm like, here for the ride. I would like to fuck any bitch who looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so our little boy Ben here, he's working at his little, I don't know what restaurant it is. He's got a hot dog in his I was head, like, he so sells like, hot dogs. That's all I know. I mean, I say glizzies. like he sells hot dogs. Like I he's mean, a salesman. He is selling glizzies at this point. And our little boy Derek comes up and he's like, quit your job sell cheat sheets for me which make 50 dollars yeah i was like also bada-bing, bada-bing. 50 like i know it's 2002 He's inflation probably paid like six dollars an hour maybe even less this was 2002 it's not like today the minimum wage was not seven dollars i think it has been seven dollars for a very long time uh, yeah but since 2002 i don't know numbers well we about to find out but Derek is like, why don't you sell these cheat sheets for me and I'll give you $50. And he also like, so Derek says this and then Ben's like, no, dude, like I am a man of honor. Yeah, he was making $5 an hour. Okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. I too would quit my job and she'll sell cheat sheets for $50. Yeah. But he's like, no, dude, I'm a man of honor. And then he rips it up and like throws it in the trash can next to him. Yeah. And then magically, this is like the only goof really that's on IMDb because magically when he gets home, it's a crumpled up piece of paper and And he takes it out of his pocket. Yeah. And then he's like, "Mm, maybe I'll do these cheat sheets. And then the squad was born. Yeah, which, like, I already hated Derek from the beginning. And then they're like, Derek's part of the squad. And I'm like, can we get a different squad? The squad sucks. So our squad is made up of Ben, Virgil, Han, and now Derek. And with this, the middle of the movie happens. And there's not really much of anything consequence. It's really just a montage of them getting drunk (laughs) doing school studying for um academic decathlon is that what it's called academic decathlon i didn't i did nothing even related to that so it's amazing that i knew it remembered that that was what that was called i was like i relate to them i did math competitions every year of school i did science olympiad twice i won awards I was that bitch. If we had decathlon, I probably would have been there. I had like medals and trophies, but it was all for sport shit. See, we didn't have sports at our high school, which is fundamentally fucked up, but whatever. Yeah. We also didn't have any arts programs. No band. I was a band kid. I had awards for band. I I literally like my mom maybe still has this or maybe it's on a Goodwill somewhere. But like I had like medals for cheerleading. Yeah. Like not to be a boomer for why like we didn't win anything (laughs) like it was it was like i don't know and maybe i'll get flack for this if we got some former cheerleaders out here or current cheerleaders out here but like i don't we weren't doing it (laughs) we were not pushing it like i've seen cheerleaders that like like there's cheer the stick it I'm not sticking up bring it on movies. Yeah, I was like, I've seen the bring it on movies. I've seen like cheer shows where they're out there killing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is not what I was doing. I should not have medals. I have a trophy too, I think for like basketball. I did not deserve that. I did not earn it. 
the boomers were right about the trophies, but only when it came to me. <laughs> I was like, I placed first place in Kim Mystery Lab and second or third place in, I don't even know what it was called, but you had to decode shit. Like you were given a sheet and you basically just had to decode a bunch of phrases from like symbols and shit. Oh God, I hated that. Um, so good. Me and my bestie, so good at it. I'm we really bad at word it. scrambles. Um, yeah, so they, they're training or like training. They're quote unquote They're training. mentally they're training. Shots. I was going to say they're doing shots before they house. And then like, I'm jumping ahead just to say this, but like when they like don't, when they're not pussy popping later, they're like, how could this happen? And I'm like, it's because you were doing shots the entire time you were studying. Right. So, yeah. So, um. They're doing all this, and so they go to what I can only assume is, like, a semi-final or, like, a maybe, like, a um, district-level competition. Oh, I have another note before we get to the competition. Mm-hmm. I think somewhere in between there is when we get the Arsler drop, because I have a note here. Derek says it multiple times. Yeah. So, it's so. another reason for me to hate Derek. Um do I have to say the word? I said no. the word earlier and I did not like doing it. And I'm afraid that Spotify is going to yell at me. Basically, he says the slur for being slow. Yeah. Which, and, you know, who of us hasn't been called slow before? <laughs> I mean, also as a person who did not do my work because nobody like yelled at me to do it, definitely has been. Like people were like, you're like dumb and i was like no and then i would like do the work and they'd be like what the do your job (laughs) you can do this so easily and i was like no i'm good they told me i didn't have to and i cried at them and you know it worked out (laughs) yeah look at us now um so yeah he drops that specific word um more than once the campaign for it was to what was it called like say the word to stop the word yeah which i never understood what yeah. that means but whatever it's like you know what people say about like the n-word and like the f-slur where they're like we're reclaiming it to stop it i don't i don't get what? it <laughs> but um so they go to their district whatever decathlon they don't win but steve's school wins and steve walks out with his arms wrapped around this little blonde white bitch barbie that she is only ever referred to ben sees this and he's like oh hell nar but he doesn't tell and i'm like does not tell stephanie and also like so him and stephanie are like not like best friends but like they're They're friends like friends when like over to her house yeah like when they're partners she's like oh hey ben like they know each other it's not like she's just like the hottest girl in school he's never spoken to yeah i will also say um i have a note here from when he goes over to her house she does not know what mitosis and meiosis is yeah she's real confused about that she's she's applying to colleges three honors courses and she does not know what it and like also she says the phase which like this could be a justin lynn error it probably is but like she says the phases and like she says them in the wrong order mama get it together we need you need jesus and you need help i mean like i'm sure there was ask jeeves or bing around at that time justin lynn figure out what the phases of mitosis are right they both technically like quote unquote have science books in front of them 
Who knows what's really in those books? Oh, uh, I think that was another one of the goofs is that they're math books. Love that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But he sees Steve and the little blonde girl. He never lets it go the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Doesn't tell her, though. He's no. like, I will keep this inside and be mad about it forever. Yeah. Because I'm 16. Mm-hmm. But the crew decides to expand their little business plan here. So they're like, we're raking it in. Yeah, they're just like essentially open for business at this point. They're just walking around town being like, open for business. If you want to... We're gang now. If you want to have us do any crimes, we'll do your crime. And so while they're kind of doing this little crime montage and getting their street cred up, they do go to a party. And (laughs) it is a moment of them being like, it's a party as long as you bring beer who cares han also buys like four cases of beers and like i didn't know that they were going to a party yeah and i was like dude what is wrong with you and han also does not han's one of the half that does not look like he should be in high school at this but point underaged supposedly because like he doesn't have a real id he shows an idea of like i want to say a black man okay i was like i think it's a black dude but yes. it, at the very least i will say it is a man that looks nothing like han <laughs> it's a race a that dude. is not han and the cashier is like the fuck and, and then so han just gives him like 50 dollars. yeah he's like okay whatever and i'm like yeah he's just buying beer for the miners in the group but he's not a child he is yeah. <laughs> he is in high school we get him in the high school as well yeah in the photo in the yearbook during photo day at the very end of the movie and then he's like sitting at the high school later and i'm like oh yeah sure high school student han louis right but they go to this party and it is the party is being run by the high school jocks the the football players and their litter jackets and the white boys the white boys which also like not to be stereotypical and i don't know uncool i guess here but like there would be black dudes on the football team excuse you like they're all white yeah this is california sir. yeah you're telling me there's a high school football team of all white boys this is not the north yeah we're in california in los angeles i was gonna say we're in la mama get it together but um and that i don't say like this is not the north like you know black people don't exist in the north but like if you go to like maine mama vermont new hampshire i went to vermont and saw one other black person and i was very excited to see her and she was not excited to see me she had already been get out she like she's like no i love it here the white people keep me safe and i said so true bestie see you later (laughs) deuces um but they get a little a little tussle a little fight a little beat them up bang bang my note here is trauma bonding with the homies over beating up a white boy. Yes. Because what happens? Derek just pulls a gun out. Well, okay. So not that like it's, you know, I hate Derek and I'm not that Derek's in the right here, but like the white boy's like, you are you lost? a gun to a hand fight. <laughs> yes, you do. That's how you win. No, <laughs> you win by sheer power. If you're not going to, if you're not going to fight and don't start the damn fight. Look, I, if you can't beat a bitch up, don't try. I can't relate. I cannot fight and I love starting fights and that's why I carry knives much like Derek. Like I don't carry guns. I, I like, carry knives. Derek doesn't carry gun- knives. He carries yeah. guns. But that's look, bitches who talk shit, but no, they can't fight. <laughs> 
Well, Derek pulls out a gun. It quickly ends the fight. Uh, As it should. The squad leaves. Yeah. And while they're leaving, um, there's a lot happening. So, like, we start to hear, like, faint, heavy rap music. And you're like, what's happening? There's such a weird moment here. Like, this is the weirdest moment. And, like, weird things happen throughout this film. This is the weirdest moment. Because Han and Derek look like they know what's happening. Ben as in a different world he's just floating on cloud nine like i'm drunk and yeah. smoking cigarettes whatever but in another car driving next to the other car is these two black guys and one of them has like a semi-automatic gun and like waving it at i'm han. waiting the whole time i'm like han knows this guy and they're about to like shoot up the car it's about mm-hmm. to get tokyo drift up in here the scene ends and they just drive away. But, like, it's yeah. a long scene of, like, them making eye to- contact with every person in this car. And, like, Derek and Han are just sharing eye contact. Like, oh, shit, they're going to get us. We're about to die right now. And I'm like, do you know these people? And I know, like, you know, racial tensions are high. But, yeah. like, not like this. Yeah, <laughs> like, not like this. Not for driving next to a black person. Not- like for this it's not for so, beating up a white kid yeah they, like you he probably could have rolled down the window and be like yo i just beat up this guy named eric johnson white yeah. kid and they'd be like fuck yeah and yeah. drove past and while all of this is happening Vir- my man virgil is in the back oh just going through it his mind in a good way at the beginning so at, at first, first he's like oh my god did you see that that was so fucking cool we just pulled that man pulled a gun out on that man oh my god you're so fucking cool we're so fucking cool i love you guys so much we're bonded you ever just beat a bitch up with your homies oh my god (laughs) bonds for life and then he just starts sobbing he's like my parents are gonna be so mad at me we're gonna get arrested which like ben also thinks they're gonna get arrested and i'm like he like you think this dude that you beat up is gonna snitch on you no you you pulled a gun on him like, I do not think he's also, about to call people. He's the football player, so, like, it would damage his rep. Exactly. He's going to walk around being like, Oh, I called the cops on you guys. Yeah, they beat me up. Oh. Yeah, no. Like, I don't know. But after this, they get a reputation. And with this and reputation, then- <laughs> they go, Let's start selling drugs. Well, you know what happens with their reputation? Hmm. Rumors about us came and went fast and furious yes this movie does directly mention fast and furious rumors about because i have it in all caps rumors about us came and went fast and furious fast and furious <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's so good which Delicious. like i know Eating justin lynn yum, yum. didn't write the first one didn't come up with the title the title for those movies almost we're almost race wars (laughs) but it's so good it's so good also because i know in my heart that when he wrote this he had no idea that it was going to be exactly universe this was definitely a connection that he made probably two years ago yeah and he was like actually it is connected i said fast and furious in it so you know what that's a prequel (laughs) and in this section of the movie i'll call this the latter third okay we are entering in and I call this cocaine addiction activated zone. I was going to say that is my next note is that coke addiction is here. <laughs> yes. So my ba- my um, little meow meow bin here develops a severe coke addiction. Yeah, it's like, bad. Severe. And I think so we jump four months in advance in the movie. Yeah. 
from at the beginning. I'm going to say that this coke addiction lasts for maybe a month. Yeah. So we got a good three weeks of coke addiction. My yeah. man gets severely addicted, goes, this is great, doing like four lines an hour. Never sleeping. Club, another club, airport. To fully recovered. Yeah. In a, a day. He built different. He truly, truly <laughs> built different. In this time, his little fish that he feeds is dead. Yeah, because he's been doing so much coke that exactly. he doesn't notice. He looks pale. He um, is still playing basketball. And we learned that Steve buys coke off of him. Yeah, like, I mean, they they do have a supplier that we later see, Jesus, who when, like, they showed his name on the subtitles, Shout I was like, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is here. And then they were like, Jesus. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. But <laughs> One um, day I will meet someone where they say, no, my name isn't Jesus, it is really Jesus. And I'll be like, thank you so much. I mean, like. You know, not to be racially charged. I knew a Jesus. He was lovely. I dated a Jesus. And I would. And see, the thing was, is I dated a Jesus. And I would tell everybody that my boyfriend's name is Jesus. He thought it was a fun little gag. So. (laughs) Because we also went to Catholic church together. It was a whole moment. (laughs) But. So they have a supplier. But like. I don't know. It's all very like. Don't ask questions about how they get coke and do coke. and They're just out here doing lines of coke. They're just 16-year-olds. Doing coke. I think within the, like, latter third moment or month of... Month slash moment of this movie, um, Ben turns 16. Am I right? Yes, but this is... That's at the end of the coke addiction. Yeah. So, before we get there... Yeah, like, he's, you're just trusting a 15-year-old with coke? What? Mama, you were 12. Okay, okay. Look, (laughs) but I wasn't a supplier. That's my problem with it, is that he's selling. Okay. Which I know, like, I know people do. college. I know, like, gangs do recruit people young and try to get kids to sell drugs. But I'm like, Mama, have you met kids? That's who you want to be your dealer? I don't think so. Well, they're going to spill it all into the Kool-Aid and be like, oh, it's gone. Shit. Well, they're dumb. We do get a couple of scenes during our Coke months. Yeah. One of them um, is a section of scenes that is a divergence of this movie. (laughs) So our little decathlon team here makes it to the finals. They win. Spoiler alert. But the finals are in Vegas. So they live it up in Vegas. They do some coke. They go to the casino. They get drunk. They get caught with the not having IDs. This and is then, after he quits. It is? Mm-hmm. Because, like, he makes this whole thing and it's like, I woke up in blood. I gotta quit. And then they go to Vegas and they all just I do it again. I thought this was during cocaine addiction. No, because I have... Coke addiction is here. And then I have Ben trying to get out. Gun for his birthday. Oh. And then they go to Vegas. Oh, well then, let me backtrack real quick. <laughs> yeah, Ben wants out. He wakes up in blood because his nose is running. Because if you know anything about cocaine, that shit will melt your septum. Yeah. Uh, if you know someone who is a cocaine addict, I guarantee you if they if you ask them how thin is your septum, they would say paper thin. Uh, because as you snort it, it literally eats away at the flesh yeah. and at the cartilage. So he's experienced that because he's doing, you know, four lines an hour. 
every day for three weeks yeah so like my man is fucking raking it in and he wakes up in blood and he's like oh shit i gotta stop yeah so he tries to get his life back in order and he goes to the beach because he has like he's organized organized an event for like clean the beach and he's like where's han they're like he's fucking asleep and he's like well call han and they sit under this pier old man han old man like waddling up in his jacket three jackets on and a cigarette shoulders hunched he just like me for real (laughs) (laughs) but they sit in this little hole that they've dug under this pier and they're talking and ben's like i gotta get out i need to start refocusing my intellect on actual doing work and applying to colleges and talking to and not a drug Stephanie <laughs> and not doing drugs and i hate this and they're like well we got you a birthday present and they hand him this box and he's like oh guys you didn't have to and he opens it up and it's a fucking gun yeah so like they're all like well not all but like mostly virgil it's like man come on so because like he's like you know i want out of this i don't want to be in a crime ring anymore and derek's like yeah same bro and virgil's like what the come on like, guys i, I do crime i'm having so much fun but then Let's like crime they kind of all agree they're like whatever and then it'll just be virgil and han and then they're like okay yeah no crime and then they get they all still give him what they know is a gun yeah and so he opens it and he's like oh thanks <laughs> and then virgil takes his out of his pants and just starts waving it around and everyone just bolts yeah they're like ducking for cover yeah <laughs> oh love virgil um he just like me and then so han and virgil try to do the little thing it does not last long yeah uh, virgil goes around telling everybody that, that they're, they're selling cheat sheets han gets expelled yeah and han beats the shit out of him and then walks away and lights a cigarette and god he looks so good like he looks so good we do not support violence or whatever but i do <laughs> <laughs> it's fake and han is sexy yeah but going back to vegas so they've done yeah. a little casino thing. So we're out of the casino. Uh, they go I don't want to be here. <laughs> and I only bring this up because this is such a Virgil moment. So um, it's also such a Han moment. Does Han do things in this moment? I don't remember. Um, He's happy for everyone. He's having a good time. He's like, go get him, Tiger. <sighs> but what they do... For our little man, Ben here, mm. is they... They're like, you don't want to do crime anymore? Let's do some weird shit. <laughs> Together in the same room. Ugh. Well, they have two rooms because they don't, you know. But um, they hire a sex worker and they give Ben a little treat, if you will. Like, so I will also say that she comes into the room and at first I don't like immediately go sex worker I'm like, this is just, so I was just like, this is just a lady they met at the bar. And then like, you see her face and I'm like, she's a lot older than them. She's like 40. Yeah. She is a sex worker, which there's nothing wrong. I want to shout out to anyone out here who's listening to this, who does sex work. I'm proud of you. I love you. You're amazing. You're so girl boss. I'm not upset with her in this scene. I'm upset with the boys. I'm upset mainly with Virgil. Yeah. Because if you're doing... If you're doing sex work, then you want clients that are going to treat you well. And yeah. it seems like she, in, I mean, I say enjoy, but I mean, like, you know, she doesn't want to die. <laughs> want to die when it's Ben's moment 
and yeah. then Derek's moment because Derek comes out and his chest is littered with kiss marks from her lipstick. Yeah, which like she was going ham on that man's chest. Only makes me hate Derek more because I'm like she wouldn't like you. Shut the fuck up. No she one would likes like you. Han only if she if she was a real one. <laughs> but they Ben has his little moment. He loses his little virginity. He has a great time too. He is I mean, a good time. I I tried not to look at the screen a lot yeah. because you know just watching porn essentially with your best friend <laughs> <laughs> Something we- as the boys do in this movie a lot apparently yeah. but there's a lot of like calling people over to watch porn together yeah. it's real weird i'm like i do not understand I'm, the app like- i was gonna say i'm like do you guys do this but i knew guys that do did this yeah. in high school so i know they do it's weird i don't get it but um, it was not a vibe that i wanted to have <laughs> <laughs> well she is um on top i'll keep it very brief so she has control over the situation with ben yeah. which is something that i'm like girl boss move yeah have control and she did he is also a minor though so <laughs> i didn't even think about that i didn't either because i was like we are pro sex work we're like hell yeah mama she doesn't know i don't think she knows i mean yeah I mean, look, Han looks 30, so... Exactly. He's probably like, this is my cousin. Yeah. He's fine. But, so, next, she goes to Virgil to be like, let's party, your turn. I, I was like, I don't want to say your turn because it feels gross, but I mean, that's essentially what it is. kind of what it is. But you know what? I, she's getting that dollar. Yeah. She's getting the bang for the buck. Um... Mm. <laughs> Poor no. choice of words <laughs> um but it's virgil's turn and then um as soon as they close the door about two seconds later she comes out screaming yeah and is like i'm getting the fuck out of here she get, puts on her clothes she gets her money and she leaves han gives her more than he was like Supposed was owed to, to yeah was owed to her so good on han we love a pro sex work king he's, he's like, like i know virgil's I'm crazy so i don't know what he did i'm sorry here's money you may leave. Please leave. Yeah. For your sake. For your safety. And um, we see why a couple of seconds later. Because Virgil comes sauntering out. In, in his underwear. Tidy whities With a gun down the front. Yeah. And she's like, he whipped a gun out. And he was like, well, you said you wanted it rough. And that, that's not what that means. Oh, I like All I can think of is, oh my god, he's so 16. Yeah. He is so 15, 16 year old high school boy who has Which, only watched straight porn. Exactly. I was like, if he were my cousin, I would have immediately, before we went in there, been like, don't pull a gun on her. I would have been like, where's your gun? Yeah. It's <laughs> going, I'm holding it now. Yeah. But that happens. And we boop and scoot out of it. Thank God. I don't remember how. Well, I mean, that happens. And then, like, Han gets mad at him because. Well, not because, but, like, Han does not get to have his time with this lady. Yeah. Because of what happened with Virgil. And, I mean, Han's mad about that, but really just, like, the fact... Yeah, he's, like, mad at him always, and it's valid. And also, like, that he pulled a gun on this woman, so he's like, what the hell happened? And then Virgil, like, puts the gun to Han for, like, a hot minute. Yeah. And is like... Oh, you so big and bad now? What's up? What's good? What's good, homie? He doesn't say homie, but like that's the that's energy. That's the energy that he's bringing to the table. Right and now. like everyone's like, please stop. We are friends. <laughs> everyone is like, Virgil, for the love of God. 
can you please just like take a Xanax? And then like he finally puts the gun down and Han just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Virgil walks back in. We both thought he was just going to start jumping on the bed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this man's about to go fucking sicko ham. mode. <laughs> yeah. But um, I also, so we missed one little piece. I don't remember if this was during um, Coke Addiction era or if this is post. It's not oh. really important. Is it when they go to formal? No, but oh, okay. that's post coke addiction. Okay, because Steve is like, "Ask my bitch out," and he's like, "Fuck you." It <laughs> gets weird. But before that, they do steal computer equipment from the school. Oh yeah, nothing happens from that. You see them steal it. That's it. Han also steals a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that's literally it. You never see any kind of school getting mad, being like, "Oh my god, who stole the computer?" Well, that's because it. it's not related to the real true crime story about it. No, it is because they stole computer parts in the real true crime story. It's not related, though. It's so true. <laughs> but I forgot that we're talking about Justin Lin here. Um, there is a moment where um, Steve goes to Ben and is like, hey, well, this is pretty early in the film that he's like, hey, take my bitch to Warner Formal. Yeah. And Ben's like, no, like, that's your girl. You're fucking weird. Why would I do that? You're yeah. so weird. And then later, like, they have a little, they have a couple little cute montages. And then he's like. Do you want to go to Winter Form with me? And she's like, yeah, oh my God. And then she steals a CD for him. Yeah. Um, she steals like how to hump something. Uh, music you can hump too. Yeah. And you know the classic. In that second um, little montage that they have where they're hanging out. This is before Winter Formal. I don't really have an, any notes about them at Winter Formal. Winter Formal, they dance. That's it. Yeah. But. Nothing is said. Like literally, I think they maybe say one thing to each other. My notes here are Stephanie goes to therapy in 2003 because she talks about yeah, um, how she she's does. adopted. She's adopted by white parents and Ben is like, hey, is that weird? <laughs> and like, she's like, want to know your family? And she's like, maybe like when I'm an adult, I don't even know who I am yet. And he's like, wow, that's like really mature. And she's like, that's what my therapist says. Yeah. And I'm like, Stephanie goes to therapy in 2002. Mental health queen. Right. So I had true. not even heard of. Uh, let's see. 2002. Yeah. Had not even heard of therapy. I was two years old. So. Actually, I had. But we I wasn't there. Life plans. <laughs> <laughs> but we have this. They go to Winter Formal. It's pretty boring. They dance. It's cute. Whatever. They if have their for little, the romance, then it's fine. They have their little moment. And then Steve is literally like waiting outside the dance with his car. Yeah. To pick her up. And I'm like, you could have gone. Yeah to the day like this it's such a weird thing and stephanie is cool with it yeah she's like yeah he wants you to ask me out and ben is like why are you not upset about this she's like i want you to cuck me in front of him yeah literally i don't get it push and pull is this i do not understand like he gets mad at her earlier because she's like so i heard you're taking me to winter formal and i'm like you heard from your boyfriend stop being so weird and he's like i'm not and she's like what what why oh my god and he's like oh my god talk to your boyfriend and just leaves and i'm like yeah same yeah but because of this steve thinks he and ben besties yeah he's like you sold me coke and you took my girl to prom or winter formal for me we're best friends and so he's like get your crew together we're going to my house oh god yeah because he's like so this is when like ben has given up crime and he's like we don't do that anymore yeah and he's like well give me the like phone number of like one of the other guys and then you know he's like fine we'll, one last crime i'll we'll crime figure once out more. what do you want and we'll figure it out yeah and so they go to his house and he basically shows them that he's super rich that his parents are never home 
and he's like, I want to basically give them a shock and a scare because I want them to care about me. Yeah, it's super weird. I want to like, teach them a lesson. What he wants out of the situation yeah. and like because and I know look, I know he's sixteen. I'm 30 and I have been through many more years of therapy than him, but I cannot piece together what he is trying to do. I've been to no years of therapy and I can't. And I'm closer in age to him. He like, he's like, I want you guys to come in. Rob my, rob my parents. Rob rob me, sis. And like, give them a wake up call. That's what he says. He's like, give them a wake up call. And I'm like, what do you think that's going to accomplish? install adt home security i'm sure they have insurance for literally everything what what do you think is going to happen but they start planning all of this he brings out blueprints there the boys are like this man's fucked up he's insane so they also are like we're never like they say to him they're like yeah we're gonna do this they hang out together and they're like we are not doing this this. at all we're gonna beat him up because fuck this dude and he's weird they're like we're gonna give him a wake-up call yeah which which is derek's idea which also i'm like what are you talking about same to like not be a dick i think it'll just make him more of a dick if you punch him you're just gonna punch the badness out that's not how that works right but they plan with steve here to meet up at jesus's house to like formulate the last little bit talk it over and then they're gonna go do it and but they want the money up front so they're gonna meet at um jose's not jose fuck <laughs> jesus's house to exchange money get everything together then they're gonna yeah. go rob so um our man ben here is the lookout for steve and yeah for anything else and so steve comes and he's like they're in the garage and so ben stays out for now well so stephanie's also here no isn't she? Because isn't this at the New Year's party? No. The New Year's party is not at Jose. At, um, <laughs> I was like, fuck. he is Jose to you. <laughs> the New Year's Eve party is not at um, the same house. Oh. They just keep flashing back and forth. Oh. Because they're flashing. So they flash to this New Year's Eve party. Because this happens on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So they flash to the New Year's Eve party and Ben sitting in the corner like dazed. And then they flash back to what's happening. And then they flash back to the future. You've lost me. Okay. That's literally what they keep doing. Okay. So they're flashing because, like, Ben goes to the New Year's Eve party and he's like. Because the only reason I mentioned this is because at some point um, we also get, which is not a slur, but, and it's also said by one of the guys. So, like, it's less bad, I guess. And I think, but I think John Cho refers to somebody as being Oriental. So that happens at the party way oh. before that. Oh, okay. Where I, I didn't know when it happened. That's the party where Derek's like, we're going to teach him a lesson. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you're in the past, mama. We're past this. I didn't know when it happened, but I just had a note about it. And I just wanted to say, not cool. Didn't like zero I mean, out of five stars. I know, but like, and I've heard people say this in the 2020s. So like... <laughs> I was like, I have had to train my parents and I'm still not completed in my training (laughs) because I mean, it really, it did not come become aware to me because I have never, I don't, you know, use the word oriental outside of describing food in the past. Yeah. I've never looked at someone and been like, (laughs) 
that. She looks oriental. Yeah, I've always referred as Asian, or if I knew that person and I knew specifically what their nationality yeah. was, they'd be like, oh, they're Chinese. Like, I know her. Yeah. We're friends. She's from China. She's Chinese. <laughs> but um, my boomer parents use it for food. So, like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, the oriental um, store. And I'm like... It's not the best, but it's better than to a person. Yeah, they've never in their lives referred to a person. Because when I have heard it in the 2020s, it has been about people. It has been like a person that I worked with being like, yeah, that Oriental couple or like that Oriental guy that was in here. And I'm like, okay. I have never. And luckily no one around me has never. But to move on, (laughs) Steve is in the garage. Yeah. They keep. Flashing. So I guess Steve in the garage section is the past and they keep flashing back to the future, the present of um, Ben Loki freaking out in the New Year's Eve party. But he sees he sees Stephanie and he's like, oh, Stephanie. Yeah. And then Derek and Han are just like chain smoking out their ass. Yeah. And as they be doing the whole movie. So you don't really suspect anything's weird when they flash to the. Oh, I see now. OK. New yeah. Year's Eve party. But then they flash back to the. um jesus's house yeah and jose's house (laughs) to the garage and steve walks in and he's like what's good y'all ready to fucking party (laughs) what's good dudes i love you guys let's hang (laughs) exactly and essentially i can only describe it as someone screams get him and they start beating the shit out of him yeah because this is them giving him a wake-up call yeah and um i only can assume i do believe it's derek has a gun with him because you know between derek and virgil someone is always packing yeah and the gun does come into play it comes out it, everyone's like scrambling and i don't know what and, and i know they're all 16 to 17 years old but like why does anybody have a gun when you were beating the crap out of a man the only one that should have a gun should be ben and if later events are any insight into that no he shouldn't actually <laughs> Well, he shouldn't be allowed near bats. Yeah. Um, but so the gun like falls on the floor. They wrestle for it. Steve like has it in his hand. It's, he's on the floor. Derek is on top of him. He's got the gun pointed up. And we cut away to Ben outside as Ben hears the shot yeah. ring out. So he thinks, oh, my God, one of my boys is under attack or something like that's what i would think i, would I was like, think, like supposedly according to you, that's what he thinks. I feel very differently about this. Yeah. Well, like, I, as I described last night after watching it, I don't think it's specifically one thing or the other. I yeah. think it is all of the above. Because my co-host will say that it is all about Stephanie. I don't think that it's all about Stephanie. But, like, like I said, there's a lot of Stephanie scenes. There's a lot of Stephanie montage. Like, he doesn't really care about anything except for basketball and for a little bit coke and then no coke anymore and then stephanie so like and i he cares for his friends but like and i don't think that it's not like he doesn't care for his friends but i would say if anything i feel like he just hears a gun and panics i mean yeah i agree with that but i think it's all of the above i think that what transpires after he goes into the garage i would say is 60 percent or really 80% oh my god he's on top of my boys I gotta protect my homie because they have ride or died but also because if Steve gets out of this he's gonna 
snitch on us and we're gonna go to jail yeah like i don't understand the wake-up call in the first place of like he would have called so like i think the guy before wouldn't have called the cops because he was like you know the lead football man yeah the quarterback he's like i'm too cool i can't tell anybody they all go to the same school yeah and them do not go to the same school steve would have absolutely called the cops on them and um even if like this hadn't like gone as south as it does yeah but I think what happens is like 80% got to protect my boys, 20% maybe I'll get Stephanie out of this. I think so how I read it is like he hears the gun, he panics, he goes in there, he hits him and he's like, oh my God, no gun, gun bad, don't do that. Um, but then like when he keeps beating him, I'm like, that's for Stephanie. I just don't think so. I don't think he's intelligent enough and I don't think he cares that much. It's hard because, like, he's 16. He's not He's not that smart. But yeah. I just think that he's had rage about this blonde girl and about um, Steve not treating Stephanie right. Because, like, there's a lot. There's scenes between them. Like, one time they're, like, at a batting range, which, like, you'll be like, oh, my God, they skipped over that. Nothing happens. They're just, like, at a batting range where, like. He says what a lot. Yeah. He's coked out, essentially. And Steve yeah. is talking at him. But, like, he does say, like, Stephanie deserves better. And, like, there's this whole thing of, like, yeah, she does deserve... Like, she says, like, something of, like, maybe she does. I don't know. And then, like, later he's, like, yeah, she does deserve better. Which, like, um, Steve later on is, like, me and the blonde girl were over. I'm all about Stephanie now. Stephanie's my bitch. Uh, Stephanie does deserve better. And I'm going to try and be better. Which, like, take that as you will. I don't believe Steve. But, like, if I was a 16-year-old boy who was, like... Oh, shit. Okay, well, he's going to change for her. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it would also be overshadowed by his own want for Stephanie. I don't know. I just don't <laughs> think that he is thinking that in the midst. If I was murdering someone, that's not what I would be thinking. I mean, I, it's hard to put myself into the mind of a 16-year-old who has just murdered a man. As a 16-year-old with anger issues, I can put myself there. I don't I mean, think that that would be... I think after the first... so. Spoiler alert, Ben beats Steve to death with a fucking, or half to death with a baseball bat. Yeah. And I, well, A, he doesn't even kill him. So like, whatever. Yeah. I just, I think after the first two hits at that point, you black out, rage takes over. It doesn't even matter what the rage is about. That's what. You're 16. But I think that's where the rage comes from. I don't know. I just don't think Is that like, he's kept all this rage about Stephanie and him. rageful about it. I mean, I think if you keep anything in, it's going to fester. I mean, but nothing indicates to it. Like, he's upset about it, but he's not, like, nothing during the entire movie is like, I want to beat him up for Stephanie. I just think if you keep stuff in, it's going to become that no matter what. I mean, I just... Not that, like, <laughs> you know, if you keep your feelings in, you're you gonna are... going to kill someone. You are going to beat your friend. Not, I mean, they're not really friends, but you are going to beat people almost to death with a bat that's not what i'm saying but i mean we can just respectfully disagree because i'm not <laughs> going to change my mind about it i mean i i think an 80 20 is fine with it okay like 80 percent. but it's also about it's about the coke of it all we will say he does not kill him yeah so which is why i'm like if it was really about stephanie i think he'd finish the job <laughs> That's why I don't, if that's you, like really the reason why I don't think it's about Stephanie is because if it was, he'd finish the job. If you loved her, you would kill him over it. Exactly. 
but Derek does finish the job. Yes. So, Unfortunately. Okay. So this leads me back to the discussion of Justin Lin. What the fuck drugs are you on? <laughs> this is literally almost scene for scene from what I imagine would have happened to the guy who actually died. I was like scene for scene. Is there a documentary? I wish I'd watch it. Um, but he like pours a gas soaked rag. I'm poor. He stuffs a gas soaked rag yeah. into his mouth, which is literally what happens in the true crime. Yeah. So like Justin Lin, I have questions. If I see you on the street, I'm going to beat you like Steve. <laughs> And I'll finish the job. Oh, my God. So, Justin Lim, be scared. Be wary. I mean, I agree, but mine is more for Charlize Theron's hair. And I don't remember which one it is. Is it nine? Well, okay. It's um, not nine because, no. Um, well, which hair? The twists or no, the weird the bob. bowl cut? The bowl cut is the worst nine. to me. Yeah. My thing is... This is just disrespectful. If you're not going to say it's based on the true crime, now you're just using his story for profit. Yeah. Without saying this is his story. Yeah. Like it, you're taking away from what happened to him to what happened to his family. And you're just being like, yeah, this happens to everybody all the time. This is just something that happens. Which like... Kids just do this. Sure hope not. Right? Like, I don't know. I think that for Justin Lim to come out and be like it's not related at all is just a bitch slap to the people who were involved in this true crime. And I, I mean, I, I think that yes, but I also feel like in his eyes, it's a way for him to like get out of it and not have to like talk about, you know, the real trauma of it all and yeah. be like, this is a real thing that happened to people and it's really messed up. I think it's a way for him to have not had to talk about that. Yeah, which is fucked up. Yeah. If you're going to make a movie about it, you need to talk about it. It makes it even worse, honestly, that he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this movie with, like, the same exact events, but I'll say that it's not related so I don't have to talk about the bad feelings of it. And I'll make it set in the 2000s. So fun. Oh, my God. But, I mean, long story short, Steven, Steven, Steve, he's dead. They bury him in the backyard. I assume his name is Steven. I mean, they call him Steve, so like... Steven is no more. Um, But they bury him in Jesus' backyard. May he rise on the third day. <laughs> um, And then they go to this New Year's Eve party. And that's what we have been cutting to during this moment. And Ben is sitting there. He's fucked up. He is... So Stephanie's like a sitting across from him from like in the yard. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't really see him yet. But he, there's another open chair next to Stephanie and he keeps hallucinating different people. And finally he hallucinates Steve there. Oh my God. And he like starts kind of freaking out. That's why I don't remember this scene because it like cuts back and forth and it, it messes me up. Like yeah. I don't do psychological horrors. I love psychological horror things. I've got enough trauma and messed up things up in there already. Don't put it on my TV. It's already in my brain. But... Eventually, Stephanie comes over to him, and she's like, man, I'm just so sad. And he's like, damn, dog, why? Tell me all about it, baby girl. And she's like, Steve stood me up. He was supposed to be here. And he's <laughs> His like... face. <laughs> he does, like, a moment of, like, oh, shit. Um, it's so crazy that he would do that to you. And he's like, that's crazy. You're sad. I'm sad. Let's kiss at midnight. Yeah. So they kiss. Oh. 
so romantic you know when you just murder a guy and then you kiss at midnight Woo-hoo. this is what His dreams are made of <laughs> but after that things take a dark turn for a minute yeah um, so this is big trigger warning i guess i should have said trigger warning before the murder part but oopsies <laughs> um this is a even more trigger warning of um Ben is doing so this is like the very end of the movie. This is probably yeah. the last ten minutes of the movie. So Ben is kind of doing his little ending monologue voiceover moments. And um he's talking about how one day Virgil calls Han, who's his cousin, and is like you want to watch some porn. And Han's like, Fuck yeah, bro, <laughs> let's go watch porn. And so he's trying to get into his room and he's like, Virgil, open the door and then he hears a gunshot. And Han starts banging. He's like, Virgil, open the door. Like, let me in right now. Like, he's cursing and he's mad. But you know it's mad because, like, he's scared. Sun Kang gives it all for this scene. And, like, I will say, I know that Justin Lin did not write this movie being like, one day he's going to be in Fast and Furious. Yeah. But... does explain his haunted look in Tokyo Exactly. If all of this haunted. had happened to me, I too would be haunted. Exactly. So, like, it gives haunted. So, you know, good on them, <laughs> I guess. But we learn, we cut to the fact that um, Virgil was unsuccessful in his mission of suicide. Yeah. And he does develop um, brain damage because of this, as one would if they... <sighs> shot themselves in the head and lived yeah and this is another scene of in the hospital um this is the first thing derek says when he walks ben and derek walk in the room yeah and derek looks at han and goes is he gonna be arsler and han just looks up and goes get him out of here yeah it's the first thing he says when he walks in the room yeah i like han's look han's better than me because i would have knocked him out i would have been like there's about to be two people in hospital beds yeah i was like call an ambulance but not for me honestly but he leaves he and ben have this weird moment where derek is like sliding down the wall and ben is in this purple elevator not saying anything just staring at him and derek's like do you think virgil's gonna snitch he says like what are we gonna do if he talks and like i know in ben's head he's going my man shot himself in the brain he's right he's like so he's saying like what are we gonna do if he talks talks as in like says what we did but i'm like sir he can't talk at all he cannot say words i don't think he knows how to walk anymore if maybe one day in 30 years if he's able to write down what happened maybe then somebody will piece it together but like i think you're good yeah and but he also was like what if han talks what are we gonna do and he's like you know derek's essentially having a panic attack and ben is like Two says, I'm going to go in a purple elevator and be cute. And leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and so after that, we cut to our final little moments, our final little minute or two here. And it is Ben shooting some, attempting to shoot some free throws. He's just not feeling it. He's not get you, get you, get you, get you ahead in the game right now. You know, he's been when part of a murder. And attempts to murder themselves and you and your homies commit a murder yeah it throws you off you know he's your really regular life he's office rhythm weird. <laughs> but it's been a couple of um weeks uh it the way uh, that the movie sh- like goes it makes it seem like months the way that the movie goes it feels like months but then in the end stephanie's like yeah i haven't heard from steve in a few days yeah so i'm like 
What do you mean? Because they do this little montage of him eating lunch alone in different outfits. And then also they do photo day where it's like Han and then Derek and Stephanie and like all the people that you see in the movie. Han has a shaved head here. Han shaves his head. He's very sexy. He looks so good. Ben looks just out of it, which, you know, don't blame him. And then he's walking down the street from attempting to shoot some hoops. And Stephanie pulls up in her new Audi. Uh-huh. And she's whipping it. And she goes, what's up, cutie? So he gets in and they start driving five miles per hour. He gets, so like he gets in the car and like he's depressed and she's like, yeah, oh my God, same. Like Steve hasn't talked to me in a couple of days. And I'm like, mama, he's not talked to you in five weeks, but whatever. He's but- not going to talk to you. She also has a great line here that I made a note of is sometimes you make decisions that lead. I, I think it is her. Yeah, it is. Sometimes her you make decisions that lead to decisions. And you don't realize when you're making those decisions that they're going to be a part of other decisions. Yeah. Oh, if this motherfucker ain't spitting. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 out of 10. Oh, I also have a note here. And this was right after the. um The sex worker but it's not related to her kind of is kind of isn't um this movie does not pass the best gel test which shocker big shock i mean it's a movie about a group of guys which like fair but like also there are no women here on screen that speak to each other beyond two drunk girls that leave Derek's house when they're studying one night and she's like come on drunky and that's all the women that speak to each other girls that are making out on the couch that maybe grown at each other yeah but um but yeah that's that's my note on the women here and stephanie's sometimes you make decisions that lead to other decisions but the end of this movie is they're driving off they do have they share a little kiss because they're like fuck it why not she's also like i'm sad that steve hasn't talked to me and then she kisses him and i'm like how sad are you not that sad but um they drive off and ben gives our final little monologue and he's like couldn't tell you what he says can't wait to start college that's essentially what he says the synopsis of his monologue is well i made decisions and i did things but just like i gotta look at the future i can only go up from here i remember yeah it's essentially like man i did stuff and things and they were bad but i gotta look at the future now yeah in credits literally and that's the movie and you know if I take away everything that Justin Lin has ever said about this movie, I <laughs> do say that this is actually, like, this is a good movie. And I would rate it um, probably, like, a 6 out of 10 for, like, the historical aspects. And with this, I am I am saying as it is based on the true story. Yeah. With Justin Lin's input, it does drop to maybe a 5 out of 10 because Justin Lin makes it drop down. But, I mean... It's a very harrowing movie. It made me feel things. It made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel sad. It made me feel... I don't know if I ever felt happy. But, um... I felt mid when, like, Ben and Stephanie were together. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, excited that they were hanging out doing their little montage. But I was like, oh, God, a moment of reprieve. Thank you. But, like, it made me feel. I was... I would have watched it again if I didn't know anything about Justin Lin. And that's my piece. You're giving it a five? Uh, a 5 out of 10 when I think about Justin Lin, uh, like a 7 out of 10 if I'm not thinking about Justin Lin. Okay. Um, I do have another last note here, which is 
Ben and Stephanie are canonically married with five kids and Stephanie has no idea about whatever happened in the past. That's all I want to say because yeah. to me that's the truth. And that's the vibe that the ending gives. Um, mine's a seven. Yeah. I mean, we kind of agree. Wait, no. Yours is a seven? Yeah. Mine's a six. Okay. Yeah. I was like, because you said seven and then five. So yeah, mine's in between. Yeah. Is that with Justin Lin's commentary? Unfortunately, yes. That's pretty high. I like Stephanie. That's gross. I don't. <laughs> I Hot take. I, I hate the women in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the only woman in, in this movie that has rights is a sex worker. <laughs> I was going to say, I Stephanie like her. Stephanie makes bad choices. Yeah. And she could have gotten herself out of a lot of situations if she just, you know, took a minute. She's not a murderer. So, you know. So true. The bar's in hell. <laughs> My favorite character is Han because he just sits through the whole thing and he goes, I'm going to go to Tokyo after this. I don't care. Chain smokes. <laughs> So, you know, give it up to him. Yeah. He's the legend in all of us. But um, with that, go watch the movie. Don't think about what Justin Lin says, because yeah. this movie is actually good. Um, And I think it could be very... It's also culturally important, because it's one of the first movies in the 2000s that feature a primarily, if not all, um, Asian-American cast. Yeah. So, like, for that, it is very important, I think, historically, and for film people who enjoy films and, like, yeah. study films. Go watch it. But... um. With that, go watch the Fast and Furious prequel. Yeah, um, we'll catch you next time after watching on premiere day, Fast Ten. Yeah, yeah, buddy, I'm not ready. Neither am I. With <laughs> that, stay scared, don't murder, and um, I don't know. <sighs> don't do what they did. It's bad. Don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do coke. That's it. Don't do coke. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, follow us on socials. I don't care. (laughs) Bye.